possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Welcome to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. The Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station, soundsofbroadway.com. If you are looking for non-stop Broadway music, tune into soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. I'll be your host for this podcast series. My guest today is Jeffrey Moss, who is an award-winning director, and he has directed productions, goodness, everywhere, U.S., Europe, Asia, national tours, international, New York. He's been active in the development of new musicals and plays. He is also going to be the director of the National Tour of an American in Paris, which will be coming to the Palace Theater on January 28th and 29th. Ticket information is at area code 203-346-2000. And there's also the Palace Theater website, which is Palace Theater, and that's Theater E-R. So it's palacetheaterct.org. Welcome to the program, Jeff. Thank you. Great to be here. The show An American in Paris is based on the 1951 American musical comedy that starred Gene Kelly, Leslie Caron in her film debut. And it just has an incredible score. Just a few of the songs by the Gershwins. I Got Rhythm, I've Got Beginner's Luck, The Man I Love, S Wonderful, I'll Build a Stairway to Paradise. I saw the original on Broadway. And for me, it ranks in my top 10 musicals of all time. I do not do standing ovations. I mean, at the end, I stand up because everyone stands up in a Broadway theater. I'm always the last one. However, for an American in Paris, I gave it a standing ovation. And the finale that, I don't know, a 12-minute dance sequence, I almost was crying because it was just so beautiful. That's my buildup to an American in Paris. <laughs> it's a very special evening. It is a unique American blend of Gershwin and dance. And the language of this musical, which George Gershwin provided, we have taken full and great advantage of. Ours is a very dance-spoken show. The, it's a wonderful story of a very attractive French young lady and three guys who are gaga for her and what happens to them what happens to her and the Ira Gershwin lyrics give us a terrific time uh, taking us through this, the streets of Paris, which is of course a pleasure. And it's just a very, it's a wonderful evening. It's fun to, it's a fun show to do. It's great to be in rehearsal with, and it's just wonderful to sit in the theater and see. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that the language of dance. And I also think people that might not be into different styles of dance or like myself, I'm a tap dance person. You give me a big tap dance production number. I'm going to be happy for the evening. But this has jazz, ballet, and it is so beautifully done that you just sit there. It's stunning the effect that the dance has on the audience. For us, we have set this show, as the script tells us, at the moment of liberation of Paris. The truth is, when Paris was liberated, it was a dark city, an unhappy city. It was full of people that didn't really know what, what had happened or if what had happened was finished. They didn't know who their neighbors really were. 
There were gunshots at night. There were Nazis living, still living in Paris. There was graffiti. There was poverty. There was no electricity. There were breadline. Very tough time. And the story and the music and the dance, that's what the beginning of the show is like. We're very much adhering to what the book tells us. And then there is a guy, an American, who decides to stay in Paris, an American in Paris, who brings a sense of optimism, which America used to be known for. And it turns our story around. It turns this French girl who has had a very difficult four years in France, and I'll let the audience discover that when they get to the show. But she's turned around. Her life is made much better as the rest of Paris with the optimism and the kind of special quality of this great guy. And the dancing shows that. Yeah, you'll, you'll be very happy. You'll see that tap dance you want to see, that tap dance number. Um, and you'll see a lot of other great dancing and singing that helps tell this great story. Are you recreating Christopher Weldon's choreography for the show? We are not. We are telling the story through fresh eyes. I think as effective, we are a different scenic production. We're as big as that show, but we have chosen to tell the story in, in our own way. I think that's interesting because one of the things that I was struck by the Broadway production, not only the dance, but the set design, the costume design. So you're saying that this is going to be sort of a, a different take on or sort of your vision of what the show should bring. I think we're just as spectacular. We have certainly the same number of costumes and, uh, you know, we're, we're telling the same stories in the same locations. We have a large video component in our show. We have a large projection component in our show. I, I think uh, your audiences will be quite pleased and feel quite happy that they, they bought the ticket to come to see the show. It's a big, splashy Broadway musical. And I think, especially in these times, that's what audiences need is to really sit back, right. relax, great music, great dancing. What brought you to this show? Why did you want to direct this show? I felt it had an interesting and relevant story to tell. Little did I know when we first started this, which was, as they say, before the pandemic and coming back to it, we would be telling a story about red lines, people going through a period of stress and problems and coming to discover that their life was going to be very different. And indeed, that's what American in Paris is about. The movie, which was, as you say, made in 52, very much ignored the war, but the musical, the musical you saw on Broadway, and of course, this musical very much deals with that and acknowledges it, pays homage to it. I think it speaks to today's audiences. It says, yes, you can be someplace, you can have problems, you can have gone through a terrible period, can be bad, but there is a sense of optimism in the world that we still hold on to that is very important to us. And America, that's, that's what we're about. I never really thought of that, but you're right. I mean, sadly, you're right that if you look at what's going on or what has been going on the last couple of years, and America really needs that dose of optimism that things right. will get better. And that's what the show is all about. It is very much about that. And we are very much showing, reminding the audiences and playing out what that there has been a problem and that there is a need 
for something. And the American in Paris, Jerry Mulligan, the soldier who decides to stay in Paris, he's an artist, and he tears up his train ticket that was going to take him to the next ship, tears it up, and he stays in Paris. Well, he's intrigued by this really intriguing French lady that he is chasing around the city. That's certainly part of his reason to stay, but basically he stays because he feels here he can find something that he's been missing. So the two things come together, which is always a wonderful combination uh, when somebody's looking for something and they find it and what they bring to that something changes that. These people are changed after Jerry Mulligan. She realizes at the end of the show, that's what she needs. That's what she wanted. And her American in Paris changed her. How long has the, the tour been going on or is this the first stop? Well, the show opened in January of 2020 and then was closed because of the pandemic. Life imitated art. And now we are remounting the show. We're back in rehearsal, feeling the bones of the show again, listening to these songs, doing these dances, singing the songs, doing the tap dances. And we're back on the road and we're starting in Waterbury. You're actually rehearsing and teching at the Palace Theater in Waterbury. We are indeed. And I must tell you that the day and these days of this company coming back together after being abruptly closed as so many things were in our lives and spending what will be almost two years in hiding or in exile or whatever you want to call what we've just been through and then coming together to work in our own way with dealing with everything that's around us and being cautious and safe and rehearsing and testing and doing all those things has made this company so appreciative of A, being alive, and B, being able to do what we love to do and what we do best. And that's been a special part of this rehearsal process for all of us. Anybody that's able to go back to their work, and especially work that they love, respect, and are respected for doing, has been a, a big step forward and a a thing that many of us never have experienced in our lives before. Do you get the actors coming to you and, and expressing this and how thankful, how grateful, how excited they are that they can be on a stage rehearsing, getting ready for that first performance? I can't answer that question without counting teardrops. At the bottom of all of this, the bottom line is that art of many kinds, and this show certainly is a work of art. It's a masterpiece of American artistry in so many ways. It's so important and so basic to who we are in so many ways. Jeff, we're going to just take a really quick break to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with more of the Broadway buzz. Where can you hear the best music from Off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage? The answer, soundsofbroadway.com, your 24-7 online Broadway music radio station. Listen to selections from well-known, popular, and more obscure musicals from the most diverse playlists anywhere. That's soundsofbroadway.com. Let's go on with the show. We're all living through an unusual time together, but each one of us is dealing with it differently. Webster Bank is here to help you move forward at whatever pace is right for you. Whether you're taking small steps or big, bold ones. Whether you're refocusing on your future, re-energizing your business, or reconnecting with everyone you love, Webster will help you take your next steps on your time. We're back with the Broadway Buzz. My name is Stuart Brown, and I am speaking with Jeffrey Moss, 
who is the director of the upcoming national tour of An American in Paris, which will be playing the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut on January 28th and 29th. Ticket information is at 203-346-2000. That is the box office number. What we talked about before the break is that this is the beginning of the national tour. And I guess you could say a rebirth. You could have all these analogies to what's been going on in the world the last couple of years. But really, this must be very exciting that on January 28th, the show goes on. Beyond exciting. It's rewarding. It's thrilling. It is two years in the making. Do you think that the show brings in a lot of people or brings in a significant number of people that are interested in dance? And maybe not so much because they saw the original, but because they've seen the movie. I mean, this is a movie that has been ranked one of the top movie musicals of all time. So people know. Right. So do you think it's bringing in potentially a different audience? Well, I think it's another audience. I've been, you know, in enough, seen enough performances of this in many other cities to know that there certainly always seems to be a very appreciative and knowledgeable audience about dance. You can kind of tell that because they respond to certain things in the show that are the same response I hear at at dance concerts, certain moves that people applaud, that people find thrilling. And and in a dance concert, we'll call out with a little bit of a, or a lot of applause because of the, the skill of doing it. It's usually from a dance audience. Can you talk about the lead performers, their backgrounds? Well, yeah, it's a very interesting mix of musical theater types, people who have very experience in musical theater and people who are very, very experienced in dance. We have several people from uh, leading ballet companies across America who have come to be in this show, who have brought a whole other range of skills with them that help us tell the story, that help us find the language of the show. Can you tell me what you feel you bring to the production? You've been involved in theater for a long time at so many different levels. What do you see that your strength? My job is to read the play, read the lyrics. It's certainly part of the play. Find out what it's about and make sure that everybody involved in the show, the designers, the costume designers, the wig designers, the set designers, the lighting designers, the sound designer, the projection and video designer that we're all telling the same story. And then it's my job to make sure the actors are telling the story that the rest of us are telling. So that it all feels of one piece. So on my back to make sure we're telling the right story and that I've been true to what I feel the author's intent is. The most important person in the room is the author. He's telling us what to say. And in that way is telling us what the play is about. My job is to make sure that about gets on the stage. As I've mentioned, this is one of the most beloved films of all time. Mm -hmm. Do you think people might be coming into the theater and sitting there with their arms folded saying, okay, recreate American in Paris? Show me, show me American in Paris. I think there is some of that. I think the film is enough in the past that people may not call it out scene by scene and song by song so that when they hear this music and they come in and they sit down, we try to relax them and take them in our direction, I think we quickly satisfy them that they're in safe hands and that their movie is in safe hands. It's the same story. It is certainly more complex in some ways than the movie. There are some new characters in it. There is a bit of a storyline that is not in the movie. It's, it's in the movie in three lines. 
it's quite expanded here. I won't say what this is, what it is, not to spoil the fun for the audience. But you know, this is a two-act musical. It goes about telling its story in a different way than a film does, of course. How about if we hear a song from the show? And oh, great. I will pick my personal favorite on my Broadway radio station. I play this song a lot. I love the song and it just the visual that from that it conjures up and that's I'll build a staircase to paradise. Can you talk about that song or so where it plays in the show? Sure. And- sure. One of the three men that are crazy for this lovely French girl is a French citizen, citizen of Paris, who is in his family's business, but he secretly wants to be a song and dance man. After all, this is a musical. And um, we know that from the very beginning. And he gets his chance in what starts out being a very small cabaret in Montmartre, but in his soon, in his mind, becomes Radio City Music Hall. And it becomes from a little tap number that he can do. It's not really very good, but he, in his dream, we see this fabulous, spectacular number. So from the original Broadway cast recording of An American in Paris, I'll build a staircase to paradise. show both your little regals how to do the heel and toe. That's the heel and toe, heel and toe. On Wednesday walk around the block and at every corner stop and do the eagle rock. That's the eagle rock, eagle rock. On Thursday whistle as you go on a journey off to Buffalo. On Friday take a little stroll and do the Oceana roll. On Saturday then you let her go when you do the toe the low. On Sunday I will guarantee that you can do the shivery, 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 shivery. All together now, toe the mark, heel and toe, eagle rock off to Buffalo. Oceana roll, toe the low.
was I'll Build a Stairway to Paradise, one of the Gershwin songs that is in An American in Paris. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, you have so many classics. I Got Rhythm, I've Got Beginner's Luck, The Man I Love, S Wonderful. What do you see as the, let's say, because you haven't had an audience yet, but the, the cast reaction when they're going through rehearsing and singing these songs? For most of this cast, the, this is a first-time experience with the Gershwins. And this material is so, for want of a better word, solid, that when they pick it up and, and start to work with it, there's so much there. The melodies are so strong, which is why we remember them. The lyric is so clever and fits so well. It helps them. It elevates their performance because it, there's something there to step on, stairway to paradise. They're all stairways to paradise in many ways. The company has just taken to these songs. It's wonderful. Because of what's been going on and now during the rehearsal period, do you feel that this cast has really gelled better than maybe some of the other productions that you've you've worked on over the years? No question about it. This cast, most of whom were shut down so abruptly, and to have the chance to come back to a, a show they sincerely like doing every night has been a very special experience. And I know that that positive feeling, that optimism, which is written into the show is actually on our stage. And I'm hoping that it will swell over the footlights and wrap around the audience every night. And that'll be an extra special thing that these audiences will take home with them every night. Jeff, let me conclude by giving you the the last word in what you would tell the audiences of here's why you should come to see an American in Paris. Great story, great performances, great dancing, great songs. Who could ask for anything more? Okay, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day getting ready for the opening uh, as we record this episode of the Broadway Buzz. It's just a few weeks away. So I know you are really in the final moments of getting everything set to make this a real entertainment spectacular for the audiences in and around the greater Waterbury area. So thank you again for spending some time this afternoon. Thank you. And I hope to see you there. I will be there. You'll see me there crying. The other guy crying will be me. Okay, Okay, good. I've been speaking with Jeffrey Moss, who is a director that has produced plays all over the U.S., Europe, Asia, national tours in New York, and he is helming the production of the national tour of An American in Paris, which is coming to the Palace Theater on January 28 and 29. One more time, the box office number is 203-346-2000. You've been listening to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. The Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station, soundsofbroadway.com. If you are looking for nonstop Broadway music, tune into soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. Thank you for listening. 
I hope you will join me on our next podcast episode. Until then, stay safe, be well, and be informed with the Broadway buzz. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Show.